Welcome to Twitch of the Death Nerve, a cult movie podcast that takes a deep dive into a different film each episode. Our wide-ranging discussions will touch on genre, culture, and the history of psychotronic cinema. I'm Charles. I'm Sam. I'm John. And friends, I'm sure if you've listened to an episode or two of this show, you would know that there is one thing that the three of us have in common. One thing that we all wholeheartedly agree on. The one constant that has remained true for as long as we've been friends. It's that we love our country. America. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Just an awesome place, top to bottom. Great culture. Great political system. Hamburglar. Just all around. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great place to live your life. And gosh darn, yesterday was the 4th of July. And we thought, what better way to celebrate our fine country's birthday than to have a little quadruple feature of a once socially pertinent film series that has long since lost what cultural purchase it briefly held over the American psyche. Whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, fuck America. <laughs> Second of all, Billy Jack is as relevant as ever. Yeah, we we left Billy Jack. Billy Jack didn't leave us. Yeah, come on. Billy Jack is the only acceptable solution to america's problems you got to take off your shoes take off your socks and kick the shit out of some republicans you hear that folks today we're going to be talking about the billy jack series i'm going to take this right foot and i'm going to whop you on that side of your face and you want to know something there's not a damn thing you're going to be able to do about it. Really? Really? Okay, I guess when I was saying that this is a movie or a series that once held sway over the cultural imagination and now uh, does not... I I partly I'm being a little selfish. I had never really heard of these movies. Uh, I thought they were just some weird oddities that Sam really liked for some reason. I love them. To anybody listening who doesn't like these movies, John and Charles cannot be held responsible. I insisted, like when we first made our list of movies we knew we wanted to cover, I was like, for Fourth of July, we're doing fucking Billy Jack. So it's my fault. But we have moms that love Billy Jack. That's my mom loves Billy. Jack. Mine too. Yeah, Hell that's yeah. Mine too. That's that's my mom grew up in Texas. It makes sense. So I so like I was saying that I didn't realize that these movies were ever culturally relevant. I thought they were just weird oddities. But it turns out that these were really really important to people at a time. Like everyone went to see them. They were part of like uh, the psyche. I remember reading somewhere that like Pauline Kale was like bitchy that about everything. Well, yeah, but like like this movie, this one movie, like didn't do well in the box office because everybody went to see the trial of Billy Jack instead, and she was just like, <laughs> "Oh, she's doing her like snobby, like unwashed." Oh masses. my god, critics fucking hated Billy Jack. Like Leonard Malton loses his shit over and over again four times for four different reviews. Basically, he's outraged that, like, the Billy Jack movies are against violence, but the way that that's expressed is through violence, and he, like, can't handle it. Yeah, that, that is something <laughs> that I, I think that we're going to talk about later for sure, this, like, liberal, anti-violent, 
uh, slash pro violence. Yeah, well, it, it, it's the thing is though is that to make a movie that's anti-violent is is boring. It's like making an anti-war film without any war. You know, you you need to show the goods. But with these movies, even when they do show the goods, it's it's not satisfying. Like the way that its more conservative counterparts seem to give you what you want and fucking be all dirty about it. But I, we're going to get into that. Uh, yes. I, I kind of quick want to tell this little anecdote. My, like my mom, a few months ago, I, w- I mentioned the Billy Jack movies because we were going to do an episode on them. And she like lit up. Uh, I've been trying to get her to listen to an episode of our show, but she doesn't fucking watch any movies. She's like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Like, I love you, son. You're great. But I this is just noise to me. And when I mentioned Billy Jack, she started singing the song. Like, she knew every word of the song. And then I was thinking, like, why have you never mentioned this movie to me? You know, I, like, I mean, and I think that it's just so forgotten that it's, it's... I mean, if I remember it and Connie remembers it... I feel like I know people who know the Born Losers, the first Billy Jack movie, more yeah. than, like, the actual series. Which makes sense, and we'll explain yeah, why. Yeah, I, I had seen the Born Losers probably like a decade ago when I first started getting into biker flicks and I was just like watching every single one I could find. And there was tons of them streaming back then. Like back then, like Netflix had just everything. It had tons of shit on it. You know, they played it on one of the first TCM undergrounds. Do you remember TCM underground? Oh yeah. It was like 2006, What's, 2007. Yeah. TCM underground. Rob zombie. I think it was like, would like, pick two movies to play at late night on like a Friday. It was on pretty TCM. awesome. Yeah, like uh, Faster was... Pussycat Kill Kill. Oh, is that? Bride of the Monster. I remember there was one year that you and I watched The Crazies on TV or I something think that, because that been he it. was hosting I mean, it I mean, something. to be fair, some, TCM played like cult shit Turner already. Classic movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah. like that one was like his thing. I remember like the, the Born Losers was one night and I watched it. I was like, oh, that was cool. I think they were trying to do like their version of like USA Up All Night. Yes, yes. Which okay. I loved. So the Billy Jack series is four films beginning with The Born Losers, followed by Billy Jack, followed by The Trial of Billy Jack, followed by Billy Jack Goes to Washington. I don't even know if it's fair to call them four films. The first one is a film. (laughs) I'm not sure what the last three are. Well, they say the title in them, so they become films. (laughs) But what's so weird is that each one is, well, I guess the last three have a lot more in common than, than they do with the first film in the series. But the first film was a movie called The Born Losers. It was like a dirty biker flick, kind of a rape revenge movie. It had this slightly mystical hero figure who came back from the war who had part Indian in him but it was basically at its heart a dirty exploitation biker yeah, flick I think I think the more mystical elements of him came a little later oh, oh yeah. yeah he was oh, a, yeah. still kind of like a regular dude just kind of like an outcast in the first one an outcast because sort of like a Rambo style it's like he comes back from the war and is fucked up and like needs to live by himself yeah. That's the vibe. Totally, totally. But and he's a side character. It was, uh, I'm pretty sure it was AIP, right? It was produced yeah. by Roger Corman. And it feels very much like a Roger Corman produced Absolutely. movie. It, and I feel like if they stayed together, the other ones would have been more tolerable. I feel like the what the other ones are missing is that sleazy producer being like, listen, you need more 
kicking, you know, scumbags. Yeah, and and while I 100% agree with you because I don't love this series nearly as much as Sam does. No one does. I I think that while you're right, the other movies would be more enjoyable if Roger Corman stayed around and was like, yeah, I think you need to cut out this song, this song, well, this powwow scene, hey. this fucking, uh, you know, conference scene with a bunch of children that's just oh talking. My, but yeah. here's the thing. Here's the thing. If they had done that, if that was the movies that came out, they would not have been the massive, insane successes that they were. And and the reason is, is I'm thinking to compare it to uh, what was the first talkie? The jazz player? The jazz singer. The jazz singer. The jazz singer. So the reason why people love the fucking jazz singer, other than it being a talkie, was because when the characters were talking, they were just chit-chatting. It wasn't anything important they were saying. They were just chit-chatting. And everybody that saw these movies was just like, wow, they're talking just like regular people. And I think hippies, these fucking dirtball hippies that were all over the fucking place, was crawling with them in the 60s and 70s. They were always in films, but they were always portrayed in this like, oh, hey, daddy, yo, want to try some some grass, daddy? You know, And they were just like these clearly studios were writing these characters and they weren't true. But Billy Jack comes along and it actually lets these people be real and talk and sing and just be there. And like, obviously, they're insufferable. They're fucking hippies. But that was the culture at the time. And it was the first time that it was so honestly reflected on screen that there was something that people were just seeing it. And they were like, oh, wow, it's me up there. Or like they just felt so... I'm going to bang my gavel on the table right now and say I object. Do you disagree? I think the reason why people love the Billy Jack movies is because it's a spectacle of near insanity. They make no rational sense. It's like if you're used to seeing Hollywood movies or even like lower budget AIP exploitation films, there's really at the time nothing in major theaters like Billy Jack. I mean, maybe you have like crazy musicals like, you know, the Apple or some shit, but fucking <laughs> Apple. But it's like, <laughs> I I feel like you just like there's almost no way, and you know we're gonna try during the course of an episode, but I can't imagine being the marketing person who has to like sell billy jack and the trial of billy jack like come to the theater for three hours which you know now it's every marvel movie but then it was like who's going to the theater for three hours honestly i think you're both right i think like yeah it's insane but it's because it feels like 50 different like hippie pamphlets shredded and And because, taped back and they together. taped it back together. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because like the, each one of these movies, born losers excluded, seem to t- want to take on like 50 big issues. So many. Yeah. In and a way that is like defies the conventions of storytelling. Or, like yeah, one of them's like Kent State, pollution, racism, like all of them. And it's sort of like you just want to like grab the movie by pick three. Pick three and make a 90 minute movie where (laughs) Billy Jack takes his boots and socks off and kicks a few people and solves the problem. I mean, it also my my favorite is if you watch the first two back to back, you can see how Tom Laughlin just like ran with the mythology. So Tom Laughlin is Billy Jack and he 
he did this move that I personally associate with SOV directors like Todd Sheets does this all the time where dude stars in the movie, wrote the movie, directed the movie, produced the movie. But like, if you look at the credits, they're all different names. And I even said to Charles, I was like, when, when we were watching the trial of Billy Jack, I was like, wait a minute. I thought Tom Laughlin directed this. And it's like a similar name. It's like Frank Laughlin. But I think he gave it like his brother's yeah, name. It's yeah, his, just yeah, all he, his. It's just all him, but all these different names. And his wife, who is in all the movies except for the, or she's in the first one for like a split second. Dolores Taylor. The two of them. It was like something happened to their brains between Born Losers and Billy Jack, and it was like they were just let out of the cage and yeah, well, couldn't be put back in. Because the Born <laughs> Losers was a, a, a modest hit. It was a modest success in a market that was saturated with these biker flicks. Uh, Roger Corman says, like, okay, hey, you want to make a sequel where your guy does some fucking vigilante shit and is hanging out with some hippies? Like, hippies are big right now. Go off. Here's some money. Go make your movie. Yeah, hippie exploitation is definitely a thing. 100%. Uh, Roger Corman saw dollar signs. He started getting dailies back, and he started watching the footage that was coming in. <laughs> and he was like, uh, I don't think... I think we're not on the same page here. I thought you were going to have some fucking like dirty hippies fighting cops and stuff. I didn't realize there was going to be this much songs. I didn't realize that we were going to be spending half the movie following like this theater troupe doing live performances around a town about cops smoking weed i mean it was in his mind unfucking sellable it was just this weird personal project made by a an obvious psychopath and egomaniac he's like okay listen sorry no more funding you got to do it like this and he's like okay don't worry about it i will self-fund the film this is my film now and Roger Corman's like, okay, whatever, See dude. I got a dozen more fucking projects in the can I need to work on. I don't want to fucking deal with your goddamn shoes and socks being taken off. And he's like, go ahead, go off. And your vision quests. And then next thing you know, Billy Jack is like the most fucking. Well, it wasn't just totally independent. The thing that I think is crazy is like after AIP abandoned ship, uh, 20th Century Fox was like okay we'll take over the first one was successful same problem they were like i guess they funded it i think it was warner brothers well 20th century fox took oh. over for a little bit okay and wow they all money. tried to oh my god it. everyone yeah. was like yeah okay we'll get in here and, and then... then they saw the movie <laughs> and were like we're not putting this out and warner brothers was like okay Whatever, you already got it made, yeah. you know? I mean, they're already doing the devils, you know? Just keep more hippie orgy Which, shit. Warner Brothers is the worst. I like, know, they funded some amazing stuff, and then they just buried it. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Warner Brothers vault? Yes. That mythical dark it's place? Like, it's like the the archive in the Vatican. I was like, thinking, I can't like, imagine what's in the Chokey and Matilda. What? what? You don't know? You don't know Matilda? I know the movie, but I never seen it. Uh, they got this like evil principal, Miss Trunchable, and she like locks children in this closet that's got like fucking nails and dead rats in it and shit. It's called the Chokey. It's scary. That sounds like the last story in Tales from the Crypt, where the blind guy yeah. makes you walk through the totally. blades. Yeah, it's like that, but in a closet. 
Sick. For children. So many children's fantasy novels. Well, it's Roald Dahl. Just about child abuse. Well, yeah, Roald Dahl. Half of his story is about child abuse. Kid the stuff. witches. Well, Charlie Ro- Chocolate Roald Dahl is. Yeah. His, his adult stories are crazy. Back in the day was fucking. I remember. Uh, Even I, Harry Potter. Yeah, I remember fucking Return to Oz. Oh my that god! Night. There's oh, like something yeah. that's like I'm watching like this she witch gets lady changes shock therapy basically. But, but there's like this witch lady that changes heads. She takes one head. Yeah. I remember what I had never seen it before. I think you played it like six months ago. I did a scarecrow marathon, and I'm like, oh wow, this is what like the third Mother's movie should have been like. Yeah, it's, just... it's so scary. <laughs> I saw it as a kid and was like, that would have fucked me up. It also it has this like. Uh, Return to Oz, I mean, it has this like general ambiance of just like things not being right and feeling off that even when they have like a playful, fun moment, it just is tinged with this weird feeling. I think that's something that like when you grow up and you watch kids stuff, you get that weird vibe. It's sort of like hearing Christmas music in July. Like there's something off about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But can we talk about Born Losers for a minute? Hell yes, yes. yes. It's the best one. It's it's the one that makes the most sense and is the most like an actual movie. Yeah, it's like uh, like Walking Tall or, or The No Mercy Man, except it came out before both of those films. Yeah, it's early. It's only 67. I am not sure if this is true, but the more... I've been trying to dig a little bit to see if it's true. It seems like The Born Losers, one of the reasons why it was so popular is because it went beyond the biker genre and it portrayed a man coming back from Vietnam who obviously had some issues, who obviously had this like violent rage and who then took his violent rage out in a way that is, uh, I guess you could say, socially acceptable or rather or justifiable in, in a social situation, like going against these rapist bikers who are terrorizing people and are, are basically... And the movie is named after them, yeah. not Billy Jack. Yeah, it's named after this, this gross biker gang that is basically... It, they, they do all these gang assaults on women in the town and then, like keep going after them so they don't testify so the whole movie is just them assaulting and then terrorizing women so billy jack's ultimate violent revenge or vengeance or what have you it's justified it's it's palatable it's easy to go down well and the truly wild thing is like so it's been making me think of uh, earlier when you said like these aren't relevant anymore or they've like lost some of their cultural purchase like yes i i I totally know what you mean and agree with you but when we were watching born losers there's this whole subplot about how the cops in the town are just fucking cowards and won't go after the biker gang and it just made me think of you know the obvious the obvious like recent news item where it's like all these cops are just like hiding outside they're afraid to go up against the nobody wants to work anymore (laughs) 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 but that's like a recurring theme in these movies in in sort of a different way like in the later ones there's usually a sympathetic sheriff 
who understands what Billy Jack is all about and morally agrees with him, like shares his values. But in this, it's like Billy Jack really doesn't want to act. He just wants to be left alone in the woods, even when the bikers fuck with him and even when the bankers in the town try to screw him over and won't he's give like, him a He's like, whatever, break. I'll sell my fucking Jeep. Yeah, he's I'll like, sell my I don't shit. even care. So it's like, like they really push him to it. Yeah. And it's also... It's based on a true story about the Hell's Angels raping college girls, which the, I think the thing about most of these movies is it seemed like he tried to pull from something oh, true to life. 100%. This was ripped out of the headlines. I know that Hell's Angels story. It's the story that uh, uh, is in the book Hunter S. Thompson's Hell's Angels. Like he was, he was riding with them when all that shit went down and was like trying to get in with them and like kind of did for a while doing his little gonzo reporting stuff and there's a lot of movies and a lot of the biker films were kind of influenced by that because that was a huge huge story but i think because this one added in that vigilante coming back from nam plot line which comes up again and again and again after after the born losers it was and also then morphed into so many different other you almost want to call them like white vigilante movies that are usually associated with these death wish type. Totally death wish. These, these very neoconservative, almost fascist right wing movies that are like glorifying in taking out violence on, on the other, you know, be them a biker gang or dope dealers or what have you, immigrants usually, and you like know. how like the system has gotten so soft on these people that you have to do, yeah, you and have like to pick up the also gun. the system has gotten so bureaucratic that even though the cops want to do something, they can't because they're tied up in all this red tape. Yeah, and- the, the the conservative approach rarely says that the cops are cowards. Yeah, it just says like, oh, they can't do it; their hands are tied. You right. know what I mean? Whereas in this says like, oh, it's not that their fucking hands are tied; it's just that they're a, they of they don't want to put themselves in danger; they want to put others in danger. And, and also, it, they don't care about young women fundamentally. Yeah, it's it's weird how. We brought this up earlier, or you brought this up earlier, John. These movies have all of those themes, except they have this, like, very liberal messaging, this very hippie, like, I don't even want to say left wing. It, it, I mean, sometimes it is, I mean, but it's more so... It dances with it. It dances it's, with it's leftism, but it's mostly just, like, yeah. yes, progressive. Especially for its time. It, yes, it, but it has that, like, mealy mouth stuff where it's just like, oh, we're anti-war, we're anti-violence, we're anti-oppression and this and that, but it, it never... There's no solution offered. It also has that thing. It's brought up in like the, the sequels more where it's like, the country's fundamentally good. It's just like something's gone wrong along the way, which is very naive. Yes. Yeah, yes. Oh, for sure. Super naive. And it's wild how different this one is. Yeah, the Born Losers fucking rocks. The Born Losers themselves are amazing. Like... <laughs> you just, mean the gang of rapists? No, yeah, but but just the way that they're like their wardrobe and their dialogue and all those actors give great performances. And, and they're kind of I don't want to. They're fleshed out like they're more than like a yeah. death wish gang of rapists. Like they have these little things. Like the the one character has his little brother 
whose dad clearly treats him like shit. Yeah, so that's why beats he, him. Yeah, so that's he why he runs him. off with the fucking gang and stuff. I think the cops are the real bad guys. The cops are the ones that are like, they could do something, they won't. And these guys, as heinous as they are, are just doing what, like, biker scumbags do. And it's up to Billy Jack to really be the one to set things right. This chick's out for kicks and in for trouble with the born losers. And just how is the mom initiated? By getting it from everybody. Neato. We hope you take off your clothes, baby. Who's got the acid? Acid? If you kids are gonna sail, we're not coming out of orbit for three days. <laughs> Look at this! 600 simoles! These are the barn losers, the sickest sickle gang that ever terrorized a town while the law stood helpless. You know, not only do they assault her, but they're free to go right on keeping her living in terror. If only one of us had the guts to just cut them down. I've been wanting to crack at you from the beginning. Are you planning on fighting or uh, talking me to death? Born losers, and they know it. There's also some confusing stuff early on where, so Charles actually had to explain this to me because I was like, what the fuck are these idiots doing? Uh, There are these scenes early in the movie where these young women in bikinis are just like sitting by the side of the road in their cars. I was like, why? What are they doing? Yeah. Okay, yeah, this whole scene is like when like the fucking the born losers are like rolling around. Yeah. The movie takes place in LA and they're like roaring up and down the fucking streets. And Sam is like, why are all these like weirdos? Why are all these teenage (laughs) girls just like standing around in bikinis? And I was like, Oh, I, I know where they are. They're in Venice Beach. They're on that strip that just leads right to the beach. That's what you do. You lean against your car in a bikini and you look hot and you stare at the bikers. I know because I rode my bike out there. And... Well, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it does something interesting where it suggests that these young women don't have a place. Like their families are kind of all like they do show some of the parents and their parents seem to be just really like conservative and corrupt and not warm or loving like occasionally they're you know protective but it's like it it seems like there are nowhere for these kids to go so when the bikers say hey come hang out with us it's like yeah okay cool here's somebody close to our age who seems cool and it's a way to rebel and so there's early in the movie there's this weird gray area where you're not sure if the young women are just like partying with the bikers or if they're actually being assaulted. And like I think they make it clear later in the movie but all of this stuff against rebelling against like boring, corrupt small town life is in all of the movies. Absolutely. I I would say that Billy Jack and Trial of Billy Jack they take those themes and just go fucking nutso with them. Like now they have an entire, yeah, they, go too far. they have an entire school for runaway children. They have, you know, this huge community of like kumbaya singing, like multiracial, uh, you know, groups of people. But what's so funny is that, uh, most, it, it almost seems like they just found the tannest white person and they were like, okay, you're going to be a Native oh American. Oh, my God. You well, know? this is Hollywood tradition. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
and and what's great is they there's this throwaway line in the beginning of the Born Losers where there's this like voiceover that explains so who Billy Jack is and and they're like he had just returned from the war one of those green beret rangers a trained killer people were to say later before the war he had hunted down and broken wild horses in these mountains some said the reason he was so good at these things and the reason he lived alone in this forest was that he had some Indian blood in him others said he simply didn't like people all I knew was his name Billy Jack and the Billy Jack is like the whitest fucking guy. He's, he coached my fucking little league team. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I Billy, swear to God, Billy you know? Jack makes John Deswaner look like Fred <laughs> Williamson. He is a fucking. He's so white, and the whole the series, as it progresses, he, he becomes more native. Yeah, he's like a. He's more and more indigenous each fucking movie, and by like he doesn't get drunk once. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. <laughs> but I mean, like, they have him doing she fucking, canceled. like, like he's going on these, like, vision quests and, like, sweat he gets lodges. He by rattlesnakes. Yeah, he has this <laughs> initiation. He, it's, like, it's like he's getting jumped into the gang, but it's for this, like, you know, native tribe, and they just, like, have him get bit by a rattlesnake a million times. Also, you know what? It is insane, the jump. Because, like, in the first movie, like you said, he he's a green he's ex Green Beret, so it explains his skills. But there's a scene where the bikers knock him out and tie him up, so he's not like indestructible. Like he's still a regular person. Yeah, and then by Billy Jack, he's fucking John yeah, Wick. Yeah, he, he. You know, he like. In my head, canon the Born Losers is its own universe. I, it is its own universe yeah. because by the by the second one, he he's like a super green beret. He somehow is fully indigenous, and he also becomes a hapkido expert. Yes. Like, can we talk about that? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, I just what? assumed that he learned that in the Green Berets because I know th- uh, for a while, th- like at least during like World War Two, I think they actually had like real martial artists tr- like trained troops. Yeah. I mean, they would teach you how to fight and shit. Yeah. For sure. But like Hapkido, it's basically like a spinoff of a spinoff of a spinoff. It's like, okay, first you learn this, then it's you like, learn this. It's like this. a Korean mixed martial art, basically. It's like judo and karate and... Aikido? Is that in there? Hapkido, it must yeah, be. Yeah. It's gotta be. <laughs> so special, so above the law. You think you can do just as you please. I told you you'd make a mistake and I'd be waiting. Watch his feet, man. He can key with his feet. He can do anything he wants with his feet. Really think those Green Beret karate tricks gonna help you against all these boys? After seeing these movies, I feel like I'm a Hapkido expert. Basically, you all you gotta do... You just have to take do, your shoes off. You take off your shoes, <laughs> you take off your socks, and you just fucking whack people in the face with your feet. I mean, anybody can do it. Also, oh but- my god, drinking game. You have to take a shot every time... Billy Jack takes his shoes off or in later movies his wife and his daughter played by his real life wife and daughter and anytime someone isn't just kicked but is slapped in the face with a foot you yeah. two shots yeah there's a there's a fine <laughs> line between a kick and a foot slap and this movie is just walking that fucking line all the time amen amen to Billy Jack 
But wait a minute. Okay, so I don't think we said, but in the second movie, which is from a couple years later, 71, it's the same sort of deal where Billy Jack still isn't the main character. He's like a side character who shows up when somebody has to get their ass kicked or when somebody has to be defended. And the main story is the school that Charles mentioned, which is based on a real school. I don't know how closely, but it's just, it's like they try to make it seem like it's this, you know, rainbow conglomeration of children from all backgrounds. Meanwhile, they're all like 25, aside from like three of them. Yeah. And they spend the whole time singing sort of off key on acoustic guitar yeah it's like a montessori school for dirty hippies that doesn't cost yes. anything in the middle of the desert well the you thing know? the only thing you have to do is create something yes that's the yeah. only rule which honestly it's kind of cool yeah that's a, yeah that's a montessori school right there oh yeah Rich people pay out the wazoo to go to schools like that now. Where you no get, one pays to go to this school. Y- you get graded on a scale of, like, you know, uh, zebra stripes to magic stars, you know? Which is similar to the school here, which is, oh, yeah. is run by uh, Dolores, Billy Jack's wife. And, well, I should say, is run by Dolores, Tom Laughlin's wife, who plays this character, Jean, who, of course, she and Billy Jack fall in love eventually. And she is, like, staunchly anti-violence. And the movie does something that I should have seen coming but still find kind of tasteless, where it's like she gets put into increasingly worse situations. Ultimately, she gets raped. And she keeps saying, like... I don't want you to get revenge. Nonviolence is the way. And it's just like, oh. yeah, it's <laughs> cut his head off, Dolores. Yeah, you can be like anti violent without being pacifist, right? Like, I think that's like the whole kung fu thing. Like, you only do it to defend yourself. Yeah, well, yeah. well, pacifism and nonviolence, I think, are kind of two different things right. even though there's a lot of yeah. crossover i just i just feel like yeah i'm anti-violent but like to the extent where like i will defend myself yeah because if every single person was a pacifist then like yeah you know it would just well if everybody was a pacifist, well if everybody was a pacifist, yeah. 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 But what i'm saying is, though, is that, if like, half of us were pacifists then yeah. the re- the other half would just be nazis right you know what i mean like you you know you need you need someone to stand in the way of, of that kind of shit that is, is willing to do something which is and, billy jack which yeah. is billy jack but the thing is though is that because these movies imbibe that that ethos, that nonviolence ethos, any time that he exacts justice outside of the born losers, it's not it doesn't give you the dopamine hit. It doesn't feel good because it's always preceded by this like 20 minute conversation about why he needs to do it, why he shouldn't do it, why it's the right thing. It's like the movie needs to talk through its it's moments of action and it's in its more violent moments in a way that makes it so it's it's unsatisfying it's i mean it's unsatisfying when the violence goes down like like like, like, think of the end of billy jack where like there's gonna be this huge shootout with the fucking cops and it's like billy jack and like like this like pregnant student or this other students there or whatever when you think you're like okay here we fucking go we're about to get a shootout the movie stops for 15 minutes and they talk about the 
the ethics of nonviolence and violence and this and that. And then instead of there actually being a shootout, he's like, okay, I'm going to walk out of here or something like that. And it just like ends with him turning himself in. And it's just like, holy shit. Like Billy Jack has this one scene near the beginning where all the kids are getting picked on by the racist. This is what I was going to bring. Yeah. And Billy Jack comes in and Billy Jack, like, it's not just him saying cool Clint Eastwood shit. Like, you can see, like, the rage in his face. And oh. He's, like, trembling. Yeah, he's, like, about to cry. Yeah. And, like, to the fact that, like, he's, like, he knows he has to beat the living shit out of these people and doesn't want to do it. And it's just, like, uh, I don't know. It hits different than other, like, scenes like that. Yeah, it's well, And it's I think great. it's his performance in there, too, yeah. where it's oh, just, oh, for like, sure. and, he's and shaking. It's almost, it's it's jarring because it's you've seen this scene play out so many yes. times. But whenever you do, you're right. It is that cool Clint Eastwood yeah, thing. It would be it's like that, Chuck Norris. And he's yeah, like, or I'm somebody. I have to teach you kids a lesson. Yeah, exactly. But, in, but, but the thing it is, feels though, more real. And I think that, that what that is... When Chuck Norris and Clint Eastwood are doing that, what they're doing is they're doing this right-wing fantasy of, I'm going to teach you kids a lesson. Whereas the very patriarchal. Yes, but the thing is, is it's the exact same fucking thing for liberals, except they internalize it in this, like, uh, almost like Christian thing where it's like, oh, I am the only one who can save you, and I will sacrifice anything to teach you the morals of the thing where like in the end, all they're doing is they're beating the shit out of people, but it's done with this totally different mindset that makes it feel like you're watching something so different. And there's one really interesting scene where Gene convinces Billy Jack not to kick the shit out of the, so there are sort of two main villains in Billy Jack And this is something that would kind of repeat through the later films. So usually in all of them, in all of the films after Born Losers, there's some sort of businessman in town who's corrupt and is trying to like abolish the school either because he wants the land or he's just fucking racist or he hates hippies or all of the above. And so in this one, it's this businessman and then the kind of actual villain is his adult (laughs) son bernard who or bernard because we're not in england sorry they call him bernard i think (laughs) well he's the one who bullies these kids and there's this scene where gene billy jack and bernard are alone and billy jack is gonna kick the shit out of him and gene says no do something nonviolent instead. And so his solution is to make this kid drive his super expensive convertible into the lake so that he then can't press charges because Billy Jack didn't hit him. Billy Jack didn't force him to. But like in a movie that wants you to be nonviolent, it doesn't work. Bernard just turns around and rapes Jean and and then the next scene after he rapes her is in bed with a 13-year-old girl. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Like it it has the same and okay, let me let me start this over. The reason why these fucking weird right-wing movies are so much better is cuz you know, Charles Bronson would have just instead of making him drive his car into a lake, which was a fun scene, <laughs> 
Charles Bronson would have just fucking taken him out back and popped him in the back of the head and said some shit like, it just wasn't your day, little buddy. Also, like, the the right-wing ones have escalation because they would have just yeah. gunned them down in the beginning. So then they had to do, come back and do something meaner, which then Charles Bronson would have to kill more. This one's, like, there's so much pussyfooting around, like, being nonviolent that it's, like, two hours before somebody, like, actually starts hitting people. But I also... I understand why, like I was saying earlier, why this movie was so of the moment and so important because everyone was singing fucking kumbaya, anti-Vietnam stuff. And then whenever movies would try to represent that, they would fumble all around and never quite get it right. And this one feels like it. it's not a studio trying to understand what the kids are saying and try to like deal with the kids. It's made... Like, it lets the kids just talk and just go off. And it, it's a movie that... Which is sometimes excruciating to watch. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, it, and it's even more so because I share a lot of their politics or yeah. some of their politics that, like, it's like, oh, my God, you're so fucking pestilent. Like, no wonder I'm such a shitty active communist because fucking lefty people are so insufferable half the time. It's it's, like, it's oh the God. it's the Libby soy boy take on fucking the spook who sat by the door where that was just, like true like extremist shit this is just like the softball yeah hands like where's version. your hacky sack kids? yeah 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 it's like listen we can change the world we just need to be good to each right, other yeah you know Give me Amer- america door. oh yeah although oh, yeah. oh yes totally but there is one stop pushing the cat off the table we're recording a podcast here the cat can't be on the fucking table get out of here there is one interesting thing that the first or the second and third movies do which is they introduce this character who's been abused and is basically running away from their parents like in this one it's this pregnant teenager who is just depressed and hates everything and the people in the school managed to like give her her joie de vivre back and the one of the like the big clash is basically the police are trying to get her to go back to her father who's a cop and it's implied that he abuses her like it's it's stated but you're not really sure if they just mean that he hits her or what's going on Bernard you to know that I try when Jean and the kids at the school tell me that I'm supposed to control my violent temper and be passive and nonviolent like they are I try I really try but when I see this girl such a beautiful spirit so degraded and when I see this boy I love him out by this big ape here and this little girl who is so special to us that we call her God's little gift of sunshine And I think a 
of the number of years she's going to have to carry in her memory the savagery of this idiotic moment of yours. I just go this. John, how did you feel about the trial of Billy Jack? That's the third one. That's yes. the three-hour one. Yeah. I got to be honest, man. Like, I'm trying so, to... Some, yeah, so go ahead. We, were, we were supposed to record this episode about a week ago, and then after I saw in John's letterbox, he finished watching the trial of Billy Jack. He's like, guys, I have COVID. And I was like, oh, my God. He's going to fucking quit the podcast. He's, there's no way he's watching Billy Jack Goes to Washington. There is no fucking way. And yeah. you, you watched three hours of the trial of Billy Jack. And then I did Bi- Billy Jack Goes to Washington. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for the record, I didn't even watch the fourth movie. Uh, I like the fourth movie, but I think I, I, love, I like it a little more than the third one. I love the third one. Because it has things that, like, I love, like, 70s uh, uh, conspiracy theory, like Washington conspiracy theory movies. And that's totally what, what well, Billy Jack Goes to Washington right, is. Right, but it's also, like the naive doe-eyed version of it and like billy jack who like he's different in the fourth yeah he should know not to trust the white man obviously and like and he goes into like the fucking washington he's like wait why is this senator lying and it's like come on that's the whole movie like he gets he gets sort of tricked into taking an interim senate seat because like somebody dies or something heart so he attack takes, yeah. yeah so he takes over their seat and they think this fucking indian hick is going to be so easy to manipulate and like he kind of is because he takes everybody at their word but ultimately winds up finding out that they're all lying and like he meets these lobbyists who try to corrupt him and he's shocked. Like, and, and you would think, time. like, after these th- all these movies, that Billy Jack would know. Yeah, like, he's oh, been no, don't to jail multiple yes, times. Yeah. He was in there's a Green Beret and watched the like so, oh. the the general call in the slaughter of a town, and he had to watch that. It's like, but wait, it ends, and this is another reason why it's topical. It ends with this epic filibuster. Yeah, <laughs> oh my where God. Billy Jack passes out on the floor of the Senate. But, well, yeah, but um, at the end, he also convinces like the one like senator to like come to the light side and and denounce everybody does, okay does he kick anybody in the fourth one yes yep and his wife and his daughter also have a scene where they take their sh- they get like cornered yes and they they take their shoes and their socks off to defend themselves because even though i said that in billy jack gene is a pacifist by the trial of billy jack it's implied that while he's in jail she also learns how to become a Hapkido expert so that she can defend herself. Right. And in the fourth movie, I guess she trains their kid too. Yeah. There's only one kicking scene in the in the fourth one, though. They they there's fewer and fewer each movie. Trial of Billy Jack has the best one, though. No, I like the one with the in the in the ice cream. Oh yeah, that one's pretty one. good. You know how I've heard of Billy Jack, Jim Van Beber is a huge fan. Of course he is. It, which makes so much sense because Jim Van Beber is just like the fucking insane drunk metalhead Billy Jack where he's like, America is like fantastic and we got to fight for these values by like punching and kicking. kicking. people. Yeah. And uh, 
totally like just nutty. Who's that comedian you like who died? Norm Macdonald? Yeah, I was watching a Norm Macdonald video where he was like invited to do some like YouTube red carpet thing. Oh my God. Oh, and And he just shows up in like sweatpants. Yeah, he's he's wearing sweatpants. (laughs) Yeah, he's like drinking and like he's making all these like very Norm Macdonald jokes, but he's with these like young millennials who who are are like trying to make it it in the YouTube world or something. And it's this like big deal for them, you know? They're introducing celebrities. And they hate him. They're meeting Andy Samberg today, you know? know but anyway like during this this guy jeff ross comes on you know jeff ross he's yes. like yeah he's like the edgy he's like the, the roast master yes, on all, yes. all of the comedy central roasts he's he's on every one of them i think he's one of those fucking ding-dongs but he shows up and it's so funny he's like making fun of one of the one of the youtube host guys and he's like look at billy jack over here because he's wearing all denim he's wearing this <laughs> denim outfit and he calls him billy jack and only norm mcdonald laughs of course because no one else knows who the fuck billy jack is it's like a dennis leary joke yeah like, no one knows no, what the fuck no. you're talking um, about dude uh, uh not dennis leary um Fuck the Dennis concern. Miller. Dennis Miller. Yeah, yes, he's the yeah. guy that makes the he's jokes that don't like, make any sense. Yeah, like these like, oh, obscure references and thinks he's like smart because he made like a fucking Bella Lugosi reference or something. Ugh. Oh, we're back. I just have word that all the stars are out. Rhett McLaughlin and Charles Lincoln Neal Neil just were spotted. All the stars. Norm, this is so fun. Thank yeah, you for man. having me on your live podcast. Now, I, I have for... a question, Jeff. You usually show up wearing something very exotic. Yeah. Why the denim today? I dress like Billy Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to up my game for the live uh, YouTube show. Yeah. Oh, man, you're a hot fucking piece of ass. Look at that. <laughs> Norm, Listen. you're dressing like you're going to help somebody move. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> you're wearing sweatpants to the biggest show in YouTube history. This is the biggest show on the Internet. You're dressed like you're going to paint the set. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. So, R.I.P. Norm Macdonald. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Someone made a Billy Jack joke, and Norm Macdonald found it uh, funny once. See, still relevant. <laughs> <laughs> but wait. I tr- mean, hang on. I, I I really want to get this out of you guys. What is it that you like about this series as a whole? Like, why is it, Sam, that you? John are... doesn't. I know, <laughs> but I want to though, because there's like an innocence, and like I like him, and I'm rooting for him, and the, and like I'm with him all the way. That's just like, well, it's there's about 45 minutes in the third movie that needs to be trimmed. Like I was saying earlier, it's all of that stuff that I think needs to be cut out. All of this like stuff at the school where it's just kids talking to each other for like 30 minutes. But at the it's same incredible. time, that's, that's where Billy Jack's <laughs> unique. Like if I was put in charge of the Billy Jack series for whatever reason, I would make it like he wanders. Like he's like Zadoichi or like the man with or no name. Or like the, the fucking show about the dog, the littlest hobo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like... It's amazing. He, he just, he shows up and he like has to fight a racist sheriff in one. And then the other one, like he joins like a labor union and has that to would like... That be great. Right, and just get it. But what makes Billy Jack unique is that each one, he has like his home turf that he's defending. And I think, and like, it's like something communal about it, but like, that's what sets him apart. Like, he has these gang of kids that, like, he's like, no, I got to make sure, like, they're taken care of. This is true. A community does exist in these films that 
is something that's bigger than the individual. That's yes. bigger than Billy Jack, and it's something that he's willing to die and for. I and I think that's one defend. of the things that really sets apart from the right wing. Like, yeah, oh, is yeah. that is that those right wing things? Lone there, wolf. there is no community, yeah. and there's this imagined community that once existed that they now they they want to bring back, and that they're willing to kill for. Like, oh, this the city right. wasn't like this before. The, the good old days. The good old days. You know, MAGA shit. You know, that's in a lot of those fucking movies. But they never show them with an actual community. And that's because I think for these like conservative type people, or rather these like not conservative, these fucking like right wing psychos, they never did have that community because they had this fucking like hate in them from the beginning. Whereas Billy Jack comes from this place of love, which like it's fucking corny, but it's also It's pure. It's not pure. corny. Yes, yes. It's, yeah, it's and it's unique. That's why I love them so much because there's nothing else like them. It's like they pull in, like we've been talking about for the whole episode, it's like they pull in these other elements from other subgenres and things in the news and things going on in the world. But I love movies that don't make logical sense and where it's like somebody just had this vision and they followed the vision and they didn't care if it was good and it just, they're doing their thing. And what's so unique about these is exactly what you guys were just saying. It's like, this is a series envisioned, directed, produced, written, sort of starring this one guy, which could so easily be this exercise in ego. But instead, there's like a fucking hour where kids sit around and talk about their feelings. And there are all these really interesting scenes where the very few adults in the film, like Billy Jack and like Gene, who runs the school, try to take a step back and let the kids make up their own minds and come to their own conclusions and figure out how to solve problems, even if they know that the kids are jumping to the wrong conclusions or like when some of the kids are like, let's just kill them all. I mean, not that it's that dramatic, but the third one, it's like mostly about these fucking kids who in utter defiance of like movie budgets, they make the school like 10 times as big as it was. They start their own newspaper. They start their own TV station somehow, which like isn't really explained. It's just like, amazingly, they have all this equipment. Oh my God. Is that the one where they have the magic lie detector test? Yes. 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 Oh yes. my God. Yeah. Yes, they develop all this advanced technology like this lie detector test that can tell you if someone's tapping your phone and even though the person isn't strapped in like a real lie detector test and they're just talking, they can tell if the person's lying and there's this one fucking scene where someone's talking, not on the phone, and the phone tap lie detector can still pick up their voice and tell that they're lying. Great fucking stuff here, you know? Just like- And lots of improv. Yeah, I love the improv bits. I think it's the, is it the second one where like they're like out in the street and they're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there's a one, there's actually a one that like reminded me of like the Cheech and Chong improv sets where like, yeah. They're, they're driving and they're pretending to be these people that are like smoking a joint. Yes, and the parents it, and the kids. Yes, yes. And then they're just like, oh, wait, there's kids over there smoking a joint. Put on the bubble. And it turns out they're cops the whole entire time. I was like, yeah. that's a clever little fucking bit. 
Yeah, it's just like so many ideas. Like they got the whole cast together and said, everybody write down your ideas on an index card. And then they put all the ideas. Into yeah. The movie. Or like if you have something that you have a grudge against, like fucking pollution, like we'll put it. It might just be like talked about for a minute, but it's in there. Oh, and they somehow get together the resources, the school to start their own search and rescue team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's so much in the third there, one. There are, so, they have like, oh, a yeah, big, isn't there a scene where they're band? like rescuing someone on top of a fucking like yeah. snowy mountain. mountain? Yeah, 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 yeah. There are like 10 different movies in here. And they have this other scene right after that where, in order to raise money, and this makes no sense, but in order to raise money for their TV station so that they can do more exposes on the corrupt politicians of America. They host this national marching band competition. I don't know how that's supposed to raise money, but there's just this like 20 minute scene of all these marching yeah. bands performing. <laughs> okay, so what what it is that you're describing right now is uh, an absolute mess. It's a it's a, I love it. You're describing every single possible idea that goes on. It, it's more than three hours long. Oh wait, we forgot. Another subplot where there's, got 20 of them. there's a kid who won't talk to anyone. His father abused him and cut his hand off. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the handless kid. And Billy Jack's, well, Tom Laughlin's daughter, who's a recurring character in all the movies, she's the only person who's able to, like, give this kid a reason to live. It's, like, the same... It's like a variation on the abused kid who's so shut down they can't relate to people plot that's in Billy Jack or yeah, that's in Billy Jack also shows up with this kid. And once again, it's like the cops are trying to get the kids back or this kid back and they involve Washington and it's just like, huh? <laughs> that's yeah. the last subplot we're talking about. But, I swear but to God. Wait, the dance. No! No, 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 it's more. it's it's wait. This no is no the, more. I don't want to watch. You, Bill there's Jack there, anymore. there's a scene in this where like he goes on like a spirit quest. Yeah, and he's just <laughs> like walking Christ. through. I forgot about and, that. And like it's in like the fourth hour of the movie, and it's exactly like <laughs> embodies how I felt watching the movie, yeah, where I was just like sitting there staring into like some other crazy just, lunatic, just sweating like, buckets. Yeah, just like if when you this watch end? all four of these movies in a row, your brain will actually start to produce lysergic acid, which is what's in LSD. So <laughs> there was going to be a fifth Billy Jack movie, yeah, where he goes to Forty Second Street. <laughs> And fights child pornographers, <laughs> which would have been amazing. I would have been, I would have been so happy to watch that. That, to me, literally sounds like w one of the conservative vigilante yes, movies. Yes, absolutely. Like, like going into a city, like a real city, not some like, like, you know, a uh, place in Arizona or something. And like fucking getting one in a place where you're like not exactly from or you know what i mean right, like right. which which doesn't really sound or feel like a billy jack movie but also sounds like a fucking like a cool movie you know it's, what i mean or like or an exciting movie at least it's the same plot or it would be a very similar plot to uh the George C. Scott movie. Hardcore. hardcore. Yeah. Yes, it's yes. It's a very similar plot to Hardcore. I, I'm just imagining like the ending of Taxi Driver, but instead of like him like 
You know when uh, Robert or uh, Robert De Niro has the little gun in his in his like uh, jacket sleeve? It's just another foot for Billy Jack. Yeah, he just pulls out another foot yeah. and it's a guy in the face. Jacket. Yeah. Oh my god. As soon as you said you were like like the end of Taxi Driver, I immediately just started to imagine feet flying around. <laughs> like the scene where he shoots Harvey Keitel to pieces. It's just him kicking or slapping him in the face with his foot a bunch of times. Uh, yeah honestly that fifth billy jack movie sounds fucking sick they shot like 15 minutes of it and he had a stroke and yeah, then they got, ran out of funding he got or like injured or something yeah oh that's such such a 1985 there may so it was like yeah. later too yeah i think a mid 80s billy jack flick that takes place in new york city Would you know sick. on the on the other it could have been like one of the later death wish movies where it's just like charles bronze is too old whoa He's whoa i love the later death wish movies uh, death wish five i yeah. love death wish five wow. fucking michael parks every time come um, on there's a scene where somebody gets slow-mo hit by a car and they go through a window and it's one of the greatest things ever i have Rewatched it over and over. Every again. time somebody asks Kurt Russell why he doesn't do like you know like how they brought back like all the action stars. Oh yeah, where, like, you yeah, know yeah, Arnold yeah. came out, Stallone came. Every time they ask him like why didn't he like jump in on that because he could have made some money. He always brings up the the later Death Wish movies. He's like I just can't see myself embarrassing myself like that. Yeah, and yet he was in a Netflix Santa movie. Yeah, but he's playing different. Santa. Yeah, yeah, that's for the he's kids. Not, he's not. He's not. It's, no, he's it's not de- trying to be cool. It's yeah. delightful. He is. He's cool, Santa. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. But he's I mean, a, he's, he's, fucking, not, he's but cool he's and everything. Like, but I mean, it's not like you know when you watch Heat and you see Al Pacino throw Henry Rollins around, you're supposed to believe it. You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So, I guess I know for a fact that Sam, you would recommend this, this series. I don't know. Huh, okay. Well, well, that's my question. Do you, do you uh, d- recommend Born this? Losers definitely. I mean, if you're a fan of this podcast, Born Losers is definitely up your alley, I'd imagine. It's it's like solid drive-in exploitation. The other ones... You need to go on a spirit quest yes. to appreciate the other ones. That's, oh, that's another thing I needed to bring up. The fucking... Do you remember in Godzilla versus Gigan? When Godzilla and Gigan, or not, Godzilla and Anguirus are going to Tokyo to fight Gigan and King Ghidorah. Of course. And like they're roaring, but underneath the roaring, you can hear them talking to each other. It's translated. Billy Jack and like his like Indian grandfather, they do that in at least the last two. And yeah, uh, sorry, I had to bring that up. Oh, yeah, they have a subtitled conversation. Uh, yeah, well, you hear them talking, but then over that, you hear, like, it in English. Like, it's uh, like it's dubbed for you. Yeah, which is wild. Like, yeah. it's, instead of them providing a subtitle translation for whatever native language it's supposed to be, it's just overdubbed. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and, the, and when you saw that scene, you immediately went to Godzilla, Godzilla versus Gigan. Gigan. Of course. Well, it's a great film. Right. right. So, I'm I mean, not surprised. Right. Two heroes fighting for justice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when are we going to do Is a Is King Ghidra Caesar episode? in that one? No. no, that's Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
it's hard for me. So movies like this that I think are so unique because they defy convention and logic. I never really know whether to recommend them, but it's like if I meet somebody who says, oh, I don't really like Billy Jack. I'm like, oh, I know what kind of person you are. Same thing with Deathbed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like something like I want to like more. Like I'm rooting for it. I'm I'm for it, but it's just like not hitting the. It's right an notes. experience. Yeah, yeah, I I think there was a, a moment in the trial of Billy Jack that that lost me. I felt like I was laughing at some stuff and putting up with some like petulant hippie jibber jabber in in Billy Jack in the second film. But by the trial of Billy Jack, there was. Uh, a moment where I was just like, oh, my fucking God, I, I, I hate these hippies. I hate these hippies. I'm the kind of guy who hates fucking police and politicians right. and, like, corporate boards and stuff. And halfway through the trial of Billy Jack, I was like, I want these cops and I want these real estate developers to just fucking plow down this school and and end their sing-song bullshit. And it's just because... I was just so turned off by listening in to meetings and these like political discussion groups that I have uh, I've partaken in 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 my real life uh, before. And it's just so so annoying. I want to get out of here. And that's how I felt about Trial of Billy Jack. Do shit like that without patting yourself on the back. It's like, listen, let's let's learn the way to make things more humane. But, like, we should do it because it needs to be done, not because, like, oh, well, I I did that and I feel good about it. You know, not for the dopamine hits. Yeah. 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 It's honestly, it's kind of amazing that I love all of these because I fucking hate hippies. Yeah. Everybody does. They're awful. You know, another problem, though, is with the first one, especially the second one still has like exploitation villain. Yeah. Like the, yeah. The, the, the dad, the abusive dad cop feels like exploitation. It feels like somebody out of Bonnie's kids or something. Yeah. The third one on is when the villains like lose that. They're like they're like they're like television. Show well, villains. because Billy Jack was such a fucking hit and was like so unexpected that this movie just completely tapped into like the cultural imagination and consciousness like across the board that the third one is like okay this was my baby everyone said it was not gonna it was gonna be a piece of shit and look at what i did so he went off the fucking chain and just like went you know off the reservation and was like the trial of billy jack three hours let's fucking go which is crazy that it got such a wide release and like critics fucking hated the trial of billy jack it was popular but not it like it basically ended the series like he made billy jack goes to washington but i think it barely got any distribution and like not many people saw it yeah i mean the trial of billy jack is so bloated (laughs) bloated and just like (laughs) wild and crazy and like what's weird to me that i noticed was that it felt like the movies were getting less and less competent as they went on it just it almost seemed as if he was just so hands-off but so hand like it was just like freewheeling he was yeah. just freewheeling, yeah. you know? He it was, was like watching a improv. fucking hippie well, make a movie. In the, like, in, these guys shouldn't even be driving cars. In Billy Jack, um, the second one, they bring up that, like, in the school where, you're, like, you have to do something creative, they bring up that, like, oh, you can make a film. And I, my first thought was, like, 
oh Jesus, this is like Brian De Palma's home movies, where he got like a <laughs> bunch of fucking kids to like make a movie with him. <laughs> Which it feels like. Yeah, and by the trial of Billy Jack, there are scenes where somebody will flub a line and they'll keep the flub in. It's like you could have cut yeah. this. Oh my there was a scene where this lady started saying something and then she like laughed and then went to the top and said it again but the right way. And I was like, "Wait a second. You're supposed to cut out the first part." Listen. Like, I edit the That's fucking That's what the man podcast. would do. Are you going <laughs> to are you going to edit like the man? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm going to edit out everything we said in this episode. And all I'm going to have is that one racist joke that uh, John made. I didn't say anything racist. <laughs> you said something about drinking engines or something. That they, what? They drink. They, everybody knows that. <laughs> Jesus. Oh all right. All right. All right. Sam Deegan, you got any shout outs? Any big uh, any big news? I have a plug, which is that you and I did a video essay for writing wrongs, which Vinegar Syndrome uh, announced and should be released. And there are like a fucking million special features on this thing. Yeah. So there are two competing editions of the the Koryun Choryun film. Corey Yuen. Corey Yuen. We did a video essay on it. I don't remember directors. The moment we're done doing something, I just fill my brain with cotton candy. But there's there's two competing editions of this Blu-ray. One's coming out from 88 Films. Another one's coming out from Vinegar Syndrome. And here's the thing. Me and Sam, we're on the Vinegar Syndrome one. Why? Why, why, why would you get the 88 Films? Fuck 88 Films. I'm just kidding. You work yeah, with them all the time. Yeah, I work with them okay. all the time. But 88 Films. You yeah, know, 88 Films does some sick shit. Too. All right. You know what? Here's what you got to do. Get both of them. I mean, I have definitely seen a lot of comments on the internet in the last week or so where people are like, I already fucking pre-ordered the 88 Films one. Yeah. God damn it. I was literally <laughs> reading a Reddit thread the other day about how like, so I was like, what do I do? This guy was having an existential crisis on the Kung Fu subreddit Hell yeah. about Hell like yeah. how he's like, I already got this pre-ordered. I got this pre-ordered. Do I get this one? This one has this. Uh, this there's a documentary on the uh, on the vinegar syndrome one that like is this old documentary that like people used to watch all the time. It's like finally getting a Blu-ray yeah, release. Yeah. They're like, holy shit, I love this documentary. I, I got to get, get for this. That. You know, and a Cynthia commentary track. Yeah, Cynthia Rothrock does the fucking commentary. Is it? It's an old commentary, right? Archived commentary. I think it's a new dual commentary with. No someone. fucking way. No way. I think it's an archived commentary, but you could be right. I don't know. Honestly, the list of special features is so it's long. Nuts. It's nuts. I was like, what? You, but you but the eighty to. the eighty eight films one has three different versions of the movie. They got this. They got this like one cut and this other cut, and they have this composite cut that's got them all on it. Uh, all right, the mall need, hours. The mall hours. Yeah. The dead mall yeah. hours. You need both. You got to get both of them. Well, God I mean, like if you just get one, you felt like you made an error. So to write that wrong, <laughs> <laughs> buy both. Hell yeah, yo! I'm honestly, I'm, I'm so hyped. Thanks for inviting. Sam gets, you know, she works on these like Blu-rays and shit, but she had so much work on her plate. She's like, hey, can you help this video essay. And I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. I can edit stuff. Wow, that was a lot of fucking work. <laughs> it was, yeah. I didn't realize you do all this work for this shit. I thought you'd just like sit down and chit-chat, you know? Wow. No, not so much. I definitely have to take my shoes off and my socks mm. and kick the microphone around with my feet. <laughs> also, now that you made that really bad writing wrongs joke, I feel like that's some sort of cognitive test to show that you have, in fact, beaten COVID. 
Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Congratulations for, was... for beating the plague. It was uh I mean like all I did was lay down. Eventually I just went away. <laughs> and watch fifteen hours of Billy oh, Jack. My, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. I can imagine being in a fever dream and watching a fever dream of a movie and just like being on fucking Pluto. It, it sucks because like it's just like you float in and out of like not consciousness, but like paying attention, and then. Uh, uh, Did you get bitten by a rattlesnake? It felt like. And it. go on a spirit quest. Yeah, it definitely. The first two days, it felt like it for sure. We got any more shoutouts? Not anything I wanted to say. I don't think so. Fuck the United States. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Fuck this country. This place sucks. Billy Jack's fucking spinning in his grave right now. Yeah, he is. Absolutely is. Did you see that somebody made a fake VHS tape about Mothra attacking the Supreme Court justices? I'm, I'm for that. That's exactly what Mothra... Once they did that EPA shit, like, Mothra is out on them. Yep. Oh, my God. I want to see Mothra goes to Washington. I'm you know? a, Don't we all? I want to see a movie, but in real life, I'm going to buy an AR-15 and murder every member of the Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> all right, see you later, everybody. <laughs>